ChatGPT is coming for our jobs. Now that is a quote from Insider Today from an email I just got. And with the rise of artificial intelligence, many of my colleagues are questioning whether we can use artificial intelligence tools like ChatGPT for our marketing. And the answer is a little bit more complicated than it may appear on the surface. Will AI take over the world or is it just another fad? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show that blends stories and strategies to help businesses create engaged and profitable online communities using the unique power of social media. And now your host, Andrea Jones. So I'm recording a two-part podcasting series all about artificial intelligence, specifically ChatGPT. Because honestly, my first reaction was terrified. Very similar to that Insider's Day article, I was feeling all of the feelings like, is this replacing my job as a marketer? And then I realized this is the beginning of something big, especially as I started digging into it and researching it and the amount of conversation around it. My instincts are going off and saying, Andrea, pay attention. This is huge. And my reaction was very similar to TikTok, actually, in the beginning. I opened the app. It immediately started playing a video that I didn't want to see. And I got scared. And I was like, this is aggressive. Shut it down. Didn't open the app for months after that. And now I quite enjoy TikTok. Um, so this change that ChatGPT brought on feels like the beginning of something huge. Now, listen, I don't think robots are going to take over our jobs. But I do think a human that runs and uses AI could be a very powerful combination. And as marketers, it is cutting edge to be that person, that expert who has spent the time to leverage these tools and knowledge into something big. And this isn't the first time we've had a market disruptor like this. I love the Netflix story. If y'all haven't heard the Netflix story. I'll give you like a brief synopsis. And those of you who are OG like me, remember getting Netflix DVDs in the mail. (laughs) Yes, we had to go online and then choose what we want, order it, and then it would be delivered to you. And then you'd watch it and then you'd pack it up and you'd ship it back. At the time, this was trying to compete with Blockbuster, where we'd actually go into the stores and then pick out our little DVDs and go home and watch them. The market disruptor was when Netflix started streaming. That was huge at the time. Many people didn't like it, especially people who like to collect DVDs and like have physical copies of things and own things like that. But now Netflix is used as an adjective. You know, we want to be the Netflix of this or the Netflix of that. And we think about the impact it has had on streaming services um, in all categories, right? So Netflix changed the game. And uh, I think that ChatGPT is doing the same right now. Now, here's the thing about game changers is that it can be challenging to 
accept. So if we think about the Netflix story, for instance, they almost went bankrupt. Blockbuster completely did not want to get on board. Uh, Netflix tried to sell to Blockbuster and Blockbuster said not worth it and decided not to purchase it, but they regret that one a little bit. Um, and so it can be very uncomfortable to go through these changes. So today in this podcast episode and the next week in that podcast episode, I want to talk through what this is and how you can leverage it as a business owner. Now, before I dive into, I want to say that my team and I have spent weeks, months researching this. And I have had so many notes that I actually put off recording this episode for far too long because it's a lot of information to dive into. So I'm going to put links to things that I reference in the show notes, which you can find at onlinedrea.com slash 241. So that's onlinedrea.com slash 241. And I'll put links to all of the things that I reference in the show notes because there's a lot of research that went into this and there's a lot of resources if you want to kind of continue learning on your own. All right. To kick things off, I want to start off with the definition of artificial intelligence. According to Oxford Dictionary, artificial intelligence is the theory and development of computer systems able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and translation into languages. Y'all, we've been using artificial intelligence based on this definition for a while. So it's things that a human usually would do that a computer is now doing. I can tell you right now, my Alexa device, I almost hesitated. She's not listening. Is she? My Alexa device is artificial intelligence. I can say, Alexa, what's the weather today? And she will tell me what the weather is today. And it's a negative 12 degrees. I'd rather not hear that right now, but she could tell it to me, right? I can also talk to Siri or Google and do the same thing. Those are examples of artificial intelligence. Another example is social media algorithms that is based on artificial intelligence. I was reading this article from marketinginstitute.com that talks about TikTok and how TikTok is one of those social platforms that is governed by artificial intelligence. They say every video you see on TikTok is directly determined by AI ranking algorithms optimized to deliver content that keeps you in the app. So basically, you don't have to go to TikTok and say, TikTok, I like this, that, this, and the other thing. So for me, that would be like TikTok, I like RuPaul's Drag Race, cooking, and babies. Um, TikTok is just going to start showing me those things because it figured it out. So I didn't need to tell a human that the artificial intelligence figured it out. And one of the beautiful things about TikTok, y'all know, is that that artificial intelligence is actually learning constantly, right? So if you start losing interest in something or you gain a new interest, the artificial intelligence is going to pick up on that based on your viewing and interactive patterns. So artificial intelligence isn't new. Chat GPT, though totally shook things up. So ChatGPT, as it is February 2023, um, this version of ChatGPT was launched in November 30th of 2022. And y'all, ChatGPT is the name of the tool. It's not even really branded yet. Okay. But I actually asked ChatGPT what it was so that I could give you a definition of what it is. So chat GPT is a chat based artificial intelligence that refers to the use of natural language processing 
also known as NLP and machine learning. It uses NLP and machine learning techniques to enable computers to understand and generate human-like responses based on text inputs. It's the type of AI that focuses on conversational interfaces and enables people to communicate with computers in a more natural, human-like way. A chat-based AI system can be integrated into websites, messaging apps, virtual assistants, and other applications to provide personalized, automated customer support recommendations and other types of interactions. So chat GPT, the one that I am emphasizing here is that it's a natural human-like way of communicating, very similar to how with Alexa, we can ask it to tell us a joke. Or if we say something offensive, it will say that's offensive, right? It's trying to imitate human-like behavior. ChatGPT is different from, say, Google, for instance, in that it is learning from you and you control the conversation. So it is a back and forth conversation. So for instance, if I went to Google and I said, um, you know, what are the best recipes for nine months old? It will give me nine month old recipes, but then I can't say, oh, she doesn't like raisins. Can you give me a different recipe? Right. You have to then start a new search that says, oh, I need recipes without raisins or even recipes with something else. So it requires several search parameters to be able to do that. Chat GPT is a conversation. Okay. In a moment, I'm going to get into the limitations of ChatGPT and the dangers, as well as the, the potential uh, positive outcomes of ChatGPT. But I want to note the significance of this moment in history because Microsoft has confirmed as of January 23rd, uh, a multi-billion with a B, multi-billion dollar investment into OpenAI, which is the company behind ChatGPT. Okay. So, Microsoft is trying to compete with Bing. And then right as I was about to hit record on this, Google also released Bard, which is their version of AI. This chat-based AI is not new, but ChatGPT's learning model is way more comprehensive than any of the other ones we've seen out there. There are other marketing tools that do this like Jasper AI, OpenAI, but their model is limited. Um, ChatGPT is much more open. So the danger of ChatGPT is that it is scraping the internet for information. So it uses websites, news articles, books, forums even to learn pattern and language patterns and then the relationships between words and phrases and sentences so that it can have a conversation with you. But it's important to note that this information is not curated or filtered in any way. So ChatGPT can be wrong and it has been wrong in the past. Um, you need to fact check and you don't own any of the information that this artificial intelligence is spitting out. So it's scanning the internet, y'all, and y'all know the internet can be wrong. So it's getting information from sources. And even if you ask it to quote a source, sometimes it makes up a source that sounds like it could be real because it's just trying to spit out something that sounds human. Freaky, right? 
some of the other limitations of ChatGPT is that it's not really that creative. So it's trying to create things based on patterns. It's not never going to come up with an original idea. Um, ChatGPT also doesn't understand context, like the nuance of language or cultural references or tone. Um, so that can be dangerous if you're using it to produce copy. Um, it doesn't have any personal touches. So like uh, using the word like, for instance, in my language, it wouldn't do that. And the big one is you do not own the content produced by ChatGPT. So do not copy and paste it onto social media and onto your websites and all of those things. And I'll talk more about the dangers in a second. But when we think about the limitations of this tool, it is not a tool that you can just rely on to be like a godlike entity. All right. It is very cool and it's very limited. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk more about the dangers of ChatGPT and some of the positives that can come from such a cool tool because it is fun. We'll be right back. I'm so excited to officially invite you to my very first in-person retreat happening in Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada, November 3rd through 5th. So this retreat was designed for established business owners who really need to get away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. You're tired of sitting on Zoom for yet another meeting with your kid crying and hollering in the background, and you're ready to work on the big picture topics like we talk about in this podcast episode. You know, these topics are so important and sometimes we do not carve out enough space to make important decisions in our business. And if that's you, this retreat is designed to help support you. So come join me November 3rd through 5th in Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada. This hallmark picturesque town is perfect for hosting this retreat. It is all-inclusive. Your room is included. All your food is included. We are going to have some amazing conversations, some facilitators, and it's just one of those places where you got to be in the room. So check it out at SavvySocialRetreat.com. I'll see you there. All right, we're back talking about the dangers of ChatGPT. And this tool is riddled with misinformation. Because it's scraping the internet, its responses can even be harmful in the way that it puts together information. And it can be just flat out wrong. There's also a huge privacy concern with all of the data in ChatGPT. So I would not recommend uploading your personal information to the tool because this is an artificial intelligence that's learning from your interactions with it. So the more information you give it, it's learning from that, right? Again, creepy end of world times feeling like definitely in the back of my head here. Um, ChatGPT is also only as smart as the person inputting information. And in part two of this series, I'm going to dive even further into how we can use this as business owners and marketers. But I just want to mention that now because if you're thinking, oh, I don't have to write a piece of copy ever again, then you're going to be a little bit disappointed with the tool itself. And you may also potentially harm yourself and your business by having it produce content that is on the surface acceptable, but can be dangerous. So I'll give an example. One of the first things I asked ChatGPT to do was to write an article. Let me 
give you my, this is my first one, write a 3000 word blog post about how to build a social media marketing agency in 2023. And y'all, it did. It wrote a 3000 word blog post that said things like develop a business plan, identify your niche, build a team, stay up to date on trends, build your partnership network, invest in the right tools. And then for some reason it said, focus on customer service. Um, this article on the surface appears all right. But when you start reading it, there are certain word choices where you're like, oh, that seems odd. And it's very generic. There are no personal stories, obviously. There's no way to um, have any personalization in here. That was my first go, though, at ChatGPT. And so in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, this thing can write an entire blog post. However, Google is against... AI generated content and they released a statement from their search advocate, John Mueller, who says content automatically generated with AI writing tools is considered spam according to search engine webmaster guidelines. So y'all, I could not take this blog post that ChatGPT wrote for me that has some fair points and the same points I'd probably say, uh, and paste it into my website and go, Bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. I don't have to write the blog post. So how you use this tool is has to be strategic. You have to be very careful because we're going to probably see an increase in spam content on the internet as if we needed more of that. And it could be potentially damaging to you and your brand to continue to produce content using exclusively this tool. I'll give another example uh, for ChatGPT. I am hosting a retreat, as you know, and I asked it to write a promotional post for the retreat. And I uploaded all of the copy from the retreat sales page. And it didn't quite get the vibe of the retreat. I asked it several different questions in several different ways. And I'll talk through in the next episode how to get good results from ChatGPT. But y'all, the initial result was so bland. And it didn't understand that it was a business retreat. And it basically repeated back what I said. It didn't add anything new. So there is a danger here in continuing to be generic if you use this tool. But let's talk about the positives because y'all, this tool is actually really, really, really fun to use. And I quite enjoy it, but I don't want you to go into it thinking, oh, I can write my entire social media post just using ChatGPT because it'll be kind of boring. But what you can use ChatGPT for is content ideas. This is my favorite way to use it. Um, you can use it to also help with brainstorming, creativity. Um, it helps with that like blinking cursor syndrome where you're just staring at a blank page. But I actually asked ChatGPT, uh, what are the benefits? And it listed things like convenience. So fast and easy access to information. Make sure you fact check it. That's what I said uh, to myself as I'm reading this. Uh, personalization. It can use machine learning to personalize uh, recommendations for you. Um, accessibility. It can help people with disabilities or limited mobility access information. Um, you can use ChatGPT for customer service, automation, innovation. These are the ways that ChatGPT itself said you could use it. So meta, but I love talking to this little robot because it's fun. One of the things though that is super important to recognize is that it is a robot. 
So uh, one of the quotes that I loved in my research from this comes from Marketing Against the Grain, that podcast. It says, AI is just a mirror for your own creativity. So if you're not creative enough to ask the right questions, it's not going to give you creative responses in return. Uh, the question I ask for you as a business owner is, how can we use ChatGPT to retool some of our ideas into something that's actually usable in our marketing. And this goes way beyond marketing. Weforum.org says that this kind of tool can really help with diversity, equity, and inclusion practices. So introducing AI into business can really help inclusive practices, uh, building diverse teams, having a neutral review of maybe application process, bringing um, natural behaviors to sensitivity training or minimizing biases that we have as we're reviewing data. You know, some of these things have impacts far beyond marketing. I'm going to talk about marketing, but I do want to share that this tool can be super fun, super fun way to do this. Overall, I think tools like chat-based automations can really help us as marketers create social media posts faster, develop the right messaging that really resonates with our clients and customers, save us time when it comes to analyzing results and give us a leg up over our competition. So next week, I'm gonna dive into some use cases of how I've used ChatGPT to help my marketing and give you some ideas for how you can do the same. I'll see you next week. That's all for today. Bye for now.